Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and others. Yo, I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. You tuned into another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast, where we give you our very own reviews and takes of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's going on, my guy? Whew. Can't call it, my guy, man. Just uh, still trying to figure out this thing that we call life, my guy. Uh, right. Got a uh, dang, but I got to go in this weekend. Not looking forward to that, but. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is, man. But I'm making it out here in these streets, man. How you feeling? Everything good with you? Man, everything is copacetic. I cannot complain. Um, I am a little sad still off of uh, getting my car towed and being put $260 in the hole. But outside of that, I'm good. Hey, man, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? That hole, look, I feel it too. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got our own separate holes, man. They ain't six feet deep, though. But you know what I'm oh, saying? But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just different kind of holes, man. Different kind of holes, man. Kind of like a pothole, man. You know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah, a hole like when you're cutting grass and then you forget that there's a hole in the yard. <laughs> hey, hey man. Shout out to my shout out to my uh little homie BP, man. Speaking of that, bro, he uh he got injured cutting grass and ended oh. up yeah, cutting his foot, man. So shout out to my little oh, homie. Oh snap. Yeah, he doing I good. I was not expecting that. Yeah, he doing good. He doing real good. Um, but when you said that, that that shit just made me think of that. I I forgot to shout him out. Um, dang, you know what I'm saying? But he he good. You know what I'm saying? He it wasn't nothing too crucial, wasn't nothing too major. He could still walk and everything else. He got all his limbs, so he good. You know what I'm saying? He definitely blessed for that. I just wanted to say shout out to him. Also, man, rest in peace to Clarence Avon. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we, yes. Man, we lost the, the black uh, Godfather. Absolutely. Um, we did the um then we do the or we talked about it. Maybe we talked about it. I don't know if we, we did it. We might have we yeah, we might have did like in the uh not appreciation, but uh uh what we're watching, what we got today. We might have yeah. did a what we're watching, but I don't think we covered that. Right, okay. I'll just make it sure. But um rest in peace to Clarence Avon, man, a major player. Um, in the entertainment in the ender that entertainment industry, not just music, not just movies. I mean, he covered all bases. Um, some of the biggest names, not only in Hollywood, not only in music, but just in life in general. Um, he's he's been a part of, and he's helped out and and played his part. So, just want to send a um a major rest in peace out to him. Condolences to his family and friends. Uh, that's a huge loss, you know what I'm saying for for everybody. Um, but um, off of that, I know it's a super somber, a somber way to move on. But um, this is one of our favorite, you know what I'm saying. Um, one of our favorite segments of the show. This is where we can give you a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, what we do outside of every episode. Um, whether it be a movie or television show, this is our segment we call What We Watching. Let's do it. What we watching? What 
All right, man, what do you got? All right, man, look. So you remember when I told you I had like this uh like this obsession of the Sopranos, right? Where right. it was just like all I can do is just like, you know, go through my daily day, speaking with the kids, blase blase, and it's like, all right, it's Sopranos time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That feeling that came back up again, man. But it's not with the Sopranos. Okay. I cannot stop watching Ray Donovan. I done started rewatching Ray Donovan. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Respect. I am already back to season three. <laughs> season three, episode two of a 12 episode season, man. I done jumped back on Ray Donovan, man. Nice. And it's just like, man, um, that's really all I've been watching as of late. Yeah. Man, it's Obviously, you know, I've been I've been fucking with Ray Donovan for a minute. Like I was super excited about the movie when they did the Ray Donovan movie to close out the uh to close out the series, but but man, I'm I'm back in that lane, man. I'm I'm that's all I've really been watching as of late. I haven't really been watching anything new. It's just been the movies that we're doing mm-hmm. and Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan been, has been taking up my day, man. So that's what I've been on, man. I'm I'm on Season three now, season three, episode two of Ray Donovan. Uh, is it total? It's is it six or seven? It's either six or seven, it might be seven. Okay, yeah, seven, and then the movie. So, right. uh, you got, so, yeah, yeah, but I'm running through it, man. I yeah. just started like a week ago, <laughs> and I'm already on season three. You on Hulu? Yes, I'm on Hulu, but it's on the add-on because it's a Showtime show. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, man, my what we watching, man? I'm, I'm back. I'm back on Ray Donovan, man. Shout out to Lee Schreiber. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying he absolutely murdered that. Shout out to John Boyd too, man. No you know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> so, man, let me tell you something, man. Um, as of late, I have also been on the Hulu bandwagon as well. Uh, rewatching. You know what I'm saying? Some of my favorite joints. Uh, so I finished Scrubs. I got Scrubs out of the way. I totally forgot they had a whole season or two where they did like the med school shit. So I finally got caught up on that shit and finished that. Um, and then I moved on to Hi, My Name is Earl, which is a fantastic show. Um, I started watching Hi, My Name is Earl when uh, I would do third shifts. So I would come mm-hmm. home and that would be one of the shows that they would just like have on TV and shit. And that's how I got into that. But um, I start watching uh, How My Name is Earl. And then I had to because fantasy football is back in effect. Football season is coming back in effect. Like I do every year before football season pops up, I had to watch the league. If you have not <laughs> league... <laughs> I I I pray and, and I beg you to make sure you get Hulu and go back and watch this. Or if you got FX on demand, just go back and watch this. This is I think they got like two or three seasons. This is something I wish they would have kept going, but I understand why they probably couldn't only because everybody kind of blew up off of it because at the time fantasy football was like in its um sprouting stage. And everybody just started getting on fantasy football. And this was a major show for FX. 
Um, but when I tell you that these are some of the best episodes of television you will ever watch in your life, you know what I'm saying? Between the league and always sunny, I was I was glued in the FX, and this gives me that feeling, but also the fact that fantasy football is starting back up. This is one of those things that get me hyped for it. And I had to, you know, saying do my yearly ritual or annual ritual and go back and watch um the league. And it's all on Hulu. If you get a chance, hi, my name is Earl and um the league. That's what I got. Gotcha, gotcha. Not <clears throat> mad at it. Man, so um, well, you laughed because you 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 uh familiar with it. Um I've never watched it. Mm-hmm. I've seen, but you know, like the promotional shit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've seen, like, I kind of, you know, kind of know what the show is about. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, but like some of the little shit that they be showing, it, it'd be funny. Like, some of it would be funny. I just never really, I never really got into it. I know you already too. know, dude. You already know a lot of like the comedy shows. It's not like, like, look, I told you this before. It's it's, I love comedy. I love to laugh, but like a lot of the times, it's 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 really dependent on like how I. I know this sounds really weird, but yeah. it's really dependent on like my like mental state, kind of like right. And it's just like I really like when it comes to comedy, I have to be in the mood to laugh, oh my, and I watch it. I will tell you this because because I I, I know you well enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your mental state, this is one of those shows that's not necessarily. I mean, don't get me wrong, because it is a comedy, but it's not necessarily focused on the comedy. It's more so focused on fantasy football. And because I know how much of a football fan and a fantasy football guru you are at this point, you will love this. I don't care what you I'm telling you right now, this may also be your ritual from here on out. Just (laughs) just. Just go go the first three episodes. That's all I'm asking. Go the first three episodes. First and foremost, you're gonna feel nostalgic because if you've been playing fantasy football for as long as I have, then you understand everything in this show. I've been playing fantasy football literally since my senior year of high school, so that's '07. So you got to think back to all of the technology. And remember, we talked about this with Silver Linings Playbook about how old as fuck that MacBook was and it wasn't <laughs> that long ago. So just think about all of that. It's going to make you nostalgic. It's going to make you laugh. And it's going to make you want to super prep for fantasy football for sure. But this show is, like I say, if you love football, if you love fantasy football, this show is definitely for you, bro. I don't care if you, even if you don't laugh, you still going to watch it just because of the fact that it's, is really based around fantasy football. It don't got shit to do with nothing else for real. Everything yeah. is fantasy football and this trophy that they call the Shiva. And, and when you find out why they call it the Shiva, you definitely are going to appreciate it. They tell you that <laughs> you find out in season two, but you really are going to appreciate why they call it the Shiva. So, yeah, this all of this shit is funny because, it, and it's even funnier now, especially going now that I'm in a league that's like that, like I'm in a um I'm in the pay league with my little cousins and shit. And so when I tell you, like it's it's really like that. Like we got a golden trophy for the loser. It's a toilet, it's a golden toilet trophy, and then we get rings for the champions and you win money. So like we we definitely, yeah, it's it's really like that. So 
make sure y'all go watch that. It's that all I got. All I ask you to do is watch the first three episodes. Just get through the first three episodes. And if you're if you're not feeling it from that point on, I salute you. But I'm telling you right now, you gonna watch every episode after that third episode. Um, why? 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 All I can think about is in um and knocked up. The old dude was lying about going to shows. And then his wife, think, Leslie Mann, think he's cheating. And she going out. And they playing fantasy football. <laughs> fantasy baseball. Hey, listen, it's the it's a scene, it's a scene that's similar to that. It's not the it's not the same at all, but it's a scene that's similar to that. Like that whole like when motherfuckers walk in and see that shit, like what the fuck is going on here? It's it's a scene just like that in that show, which yeah. makes that shit way more funnier. Yeah, that shit might be the most hilarious shit I've seen. But that shit is so fucking funny. He's like, I got Max <laughs> She's like, what the fuck is going on? Hey, man, yo, can you just imagine where your wife or your your wife or whatever, your girlfriend, literally like, yo, this motherfucker cheating. I know he cheating. I done found the house. I done found the bitch house. I'm about to blow the whole spot up. And you come in there, there's a bunch of dudes playing fantasy football or uh, baseball or whatever the case may be. Yo, hilarious. The, the girl I'm talking to right now, she has no understanding whatsoever of what I'm talking about. We Our draft is next next weekend, okay? I'm, I'm definitely coming in to talk about the draft as well. But our draft is next weekend. So we meet up. At Buffalo Wild Wings, every since this league done started, that's where our, our draft party is held. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I tell her and, and I give her the excitement that I give her about this, her response was, so I understand the money and I understand the ring. And I, I even she said she even get the toilet trophy. She said, but she was like. Outside of that, she was like, do like do y'all get to like meet these people or like talk to these people or anything? I said, no. I said, we have no connection with these people whatsoever. All we have to do is watch them play and make sure we picking the right people. She said, I just don't get it. <laughs> she said, I just she said, I just don't get it. she said, What what does this do for you? I said, This is this is everything for me. I said, Do you understand the 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 ego and the 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 shit talking that goes on in the group chat. I was about to show her the group chat. I almost showed her the group chat, but I couldn't. But we got a group chat. We got a fucking uh we got a fucking uh Instagram group. I think we we almost had a Twitter group, but everybody don't use Twitter, so that was out of there. But like when I tell you like we really go in and then like the message board on there, it get crazy. It gets super crazy. So yeah, like we we are really super duper into it. Like this year we presenting the um this is the first year we actually get to present the golden uh toilet trophy to the actual <laughs> the actual loser of the league. So last year we last year we had to pick it to him because he, he couldn't make it, but this year we actually get to give the trophy to the person that won it this year for losing the league. So yeah, this it is it's dope as fuck, man. And in, the show is is in that same vein. So that's why I definitely appreciate it. But I'm telling you, because I know how you are about fantasy football, you would definitely love this shit, bro. 
That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I give I give it a shot. I give it a shot. But man, I'm telling yeah. you, but it's been like as of late, but that's that's all that's all I can think about. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking Ray Donovan, man. I've been I running feel, through that shit like crazy. I feel listen, just take a cause you already seen Ray Donovan, so take a, a slight break from Ray Donovan. Give it about two and a half hours, switch over to the league and give it three episodes. If it's not good at three episodes, then I, I don't know to tell you. You got it. But I'm telling you, <laughs> Ray Donovan is going to be on hold off of this shit, bro. I'm telling you. Only and, and I'm only saying that because you've never seen it before. So yeah, I've never seen it before. Yes. When I first seen it is when it like had came out on FX, and I had watched it a little bit. But you know how it is. Like you don't really catch it because it's it, at the time it was an episodic thing, weekly episodic. So one day I'm sitting in the house. I ain't got shit to do. I'm searching through, you know, saying on Hulu, trying to find some shit, and I see it. And I said, "Man, I gotta go back and watch this." So I started from the beginning and started watching. I said, "This shit not only had me pumped up for fantasy football, but when I tell you, I was crying, laughing through some of this shit." I was like, yeah, this this is the one. So every year, that's that's I made that my ritual. Every year before the season starts, before fantasy football starts, I gotta finish the, the league every time. Gotcha, gotcha. Bet it up, man. Bet it up. I got you. For so, all right, man. So let's get into it, man. Um, this episode we have, um, if you haven't paid attention to the title yet, this episode we have a movie entitled Side Effects. Um, starting Ro- Rooney Mara, Shannon Tatum, Jude Law, Captain Zeta Jones, um, amongst a host of other players and uh, people in this joint. Um, this is pretty much about a young woman who is dealing with um, mental health issues and she is on the brink of a, a very, very deep depression. Um, amidst her husband getting out of what was they married? They were married, yes. I'm just making sure. But amidst her husband getting out of jail, um, he was a broker or stockbroker or something like that who got locked up for insider trading. He ends up getting out. Um, and some things happen. She's dealing with her mental health issues. It gets a little bit worse once she gets back. Uh, she ends up killing him. Then uh, pretty much she has to, you know, deal with her therapist and then she ends up getting put on trial. And then we find out that some shit wasn't what it was supposed to be. That's that's the uh, pretty much good synopsis because we really going to dive deep into this. one. So that's pretty mm-hmm. much a synopsis of what's going on. OK, so this was your pick. Um you was telling me about this. You were telling me how good this was, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, you weren't wrong. Uh, you got another one on the board. How did you feel rewatching this joint? Okay, so going back and rewatching this. Um, well, first of all, I felt good about going back and rewatching it because this is one of those movies where, just like I say, like this this movie is really down my alley you know what i'm saying when it comes to it give you the suspense it give you the mystery it gives you the drama it gives you the thriller like type part of it like that's really like my lane you know besides 
the horror movies that I fuck with. Right. And so this was one of those movies where at the time it had a moment because this movie came out in 2013. So mm-hmm. around the moment that it came out, like this movie had a lot of buzz, but I felt like it kind of died off really fast. But like to have the people that it has in it, you know, like Rooney Mora, who is really, really underrated as an actress. Like, Absolutely. After I think, movie. yeah, and then like her sister's out here killing it too. But like, I feel like you. Why are you looking? At, I told you who her sister was. Who? Okay. Did you see the um? You never watched Class of '09, right? I just remember telling you about that. I don't think you ever watched. Yeah, it. You, yeah. Another FX show. Um, did you did you watch? Oh, so you remember the um, the Fantastic Four, the one that had Michael B. Jordan in it? Yeah, his sister. The 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 girl that played uh, Sue Storm, yeah, Invisible, sister. the yeah, one that get Invisible, yeah, that, that's her sister, Kate Moore. Okay, okay, I know you talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, um, but Rooney is really really underrated. Like a lot of people know her for being in one. Like I said, they did like three or four of them, like the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like she murdered that. But like her being in it, and th- listen, we had this discussion before the pod. Listen, real talk. This is the best I've ever seen. Kat- Kathleen um, Zeta-Jones. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Yo, you want to talk about beautiful. Listen. You subscribe me to anything, brother. <laughs> I'm taking anything you give me at this point. Looking like and that, in the, in the glasses take her completely to the top. My, I could, I could, I could get a donation from Jeff Bezos for one million. I'm going to Captain Jones to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? And what couch am I sitting on? Man, like, what? Sit, I sit on the floor. Just vicinity. <laughs> She was fine in the mug, man. Man, I'm telling you. So, um, but have her in it. And Jude Law, like for me, Jude Law is like, he was in like two movies that I really, 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 really fought with. Like one of, one of my favorite war movies, which is Enemy at the Gate. Okay. And um, I fought with him in Alfie. You know what I'm saying? He was in uh, the one joint with, uh, oh man, what's his name? Um, with with the eye, he got the eye. Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Fire. Um, the re- the Repo Man. Fire. <laughs> yes, he was in the Fire. Repo Man. Hey. Yes. I had, I had the Repo Man. Uh, I I got the Repo Man from a bootlegger. Hey, that was one of the best bootlegs I ever bought. Yeah, the Repo Man was all right. That yeah. was hey. If y'all never seen the Repo Man, yo, they basically lending out organs, and if you don't pay, they come and take <laughs> they come and take the organ yeah. from you. Yo, when he cut when he cut dude open that one time, I was like, <laughs> he wasn't playing no games about that. Yo, you hey, want to talk about a wild? Yo, that is a wild movie, dude. Can you imagine you ain't making your payments on the liver you got, and then they come and take that bitch? Hey man, it's, it's getting there. It's definitely getting there. Yes, but um. Of course, you know what I'm saying? We know about Channing Tatum, but like the casting was really good. But like what what I really fuck with about this movie is just the fact of like, look, we're going to get into it. We got to get into like this man talk because there are a lot of drugs out there. And like a lot of the times 
when we either in pain or whatever you have, you know, let's say you got high blood pressure. Well, if you got high blood pressure, like a lot of times, like you need this medication. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of like, all right, well, give me the fucking pill thing to take. Mm-hmm. And then they had a little side effects on there. You like, oh, well, the doctor said I got to take it, so I'm going to take it. Man, you just so a lot of the times, yeah, you're just trying to, you know, keep your blood pressure in check. Mm-hmm. But what's really important about this movie is like this movie is called Side Effects. And she ended up getting on this drug that one of the side effects that was that we find out later that her doctor that she had when she was in Connecticut, which was a uh, Victoria Seabreed, I believe it was Seabreed. Seabird. Seabird. It was Seabird. Yeah. So um so Dr. Seabird actually consulted with the drug and she actually put in the articles that one of the side effects was sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. And so what you find out throughout the end of the movie is that this whole shit was constructed. Like these motherfuckers was working in cahoots to get herself to take this one drug so she could act like she's sleepwalking and fucking kill her husband. Right. And the whole reason that they even did this shit because she learned from her husband this whole shit about insider trading. Mm-hmm. And she knew that eventually the stock would go up. So it's just like to think about the amount of planning that had to go into this, mm-hmm. the amount of acting that had to go into this, not acting as we watching actors. Like she had like Emily. Wait a minute. Her name was Emily, right? Um, yeah. Emily Taylor had to act in the movie to make it seem like she's really going through depression. She's really like battling through a whole bunch of shit. And the whole time you find out that this bitch didn't have no depression. She played everybody all to murder her husband to set this one doctor up, thinking that this one doctor just going to just let the shit go. Mm-hmm. And then her is, is um, Siebert, right? Why I can't yeah. get it wrong? And her and Siebert was supposed to like be together, but they make a whole bunch of money. Basically, the money that she lost when her husband got arrested. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's a lot of different factors in this movie that I just think that is really, really dope, man. And I'm doing a lot of rambling, but so this was your first time yeah. seeing this movie. Like, what what were some of your thoughts? You gave me some credit, which I always appreciate, but like your first impressions of watching this movie, what was you thinking? Okay, so first and foremost, um, everybody that's been listening to this podcast and that's been with us from either day one or early on knows that I am a sucker for twists and turns everybody knows how much i love twists and turns um what's the what's the one movie uh fuck with uh leonardo dicaprio um oh shutter island you love shutter island yeah shutter island is is the perfect example and this to me gave shutter island vibes this okay. this was like if if leo or, or if you had like a, um, if you had a, a specific lane in the, in the, you know what I'm saying, on the highway for twists and turns, Shutter Island is always going to be the car that's leading 
whatever you know what i'm saying whatever is joining in that lane this is definitely second in that lane um amazing work from everybody first and foremost um once again Catherine zeta jones uh 10 stars 10 stars <laughs> um rooney mara i'm not too familiar with a lot of her work but i will say that this role she did an amazing job i'm not really mad at what she did but the star of the show for for me personally is jude law oh yeah um, jude law really to me i feel like is the is the star of this movie even though I know it's really focused around Emily Taylor, but him playing Jonathan or Dr. Banks, he does a phenomenal job. Um, and then not only that, for him to actually be able to use his accent, you know, he ain't have to switch up or do none of that. I, I appreciate that because a lot of British actors or even actors from, you know, saying other countries, they don't get a chance to really, you know, saying use their true accent. Um, in certain movies so the fact that he's he's always in a movie where he's able to use his accent i appreciate that um first and foremost this movie to me the bad guy in this movie is not emily taylor the bad guy in this movie is not dr banks the bad guy in this movie is not even dr siebert but the real bad guy in this movie is big pharma we have to we have to acknowledge that it is big pharma um and the pressure that they put on you know saying therapists and doctors and even just people in the medical field in general the pressure that they put on them to push these drugs that they're pretty much um creating to sell this is pretty much like being a legal dope boy at this point um and i also want to shout out shannon tatum or Channing Tatum, however you say that nigga name, um, because this is the one dude that I know who gets paid the big bucks to do fucking nothing in movies. <laughs> like, like this nigga, this I'm I am surprised that GQ or Time has not put this man on the cover of the most beautiful person. Uh, in the world or the most beautiful man in the world at this time because this nigga off of his looks has been able to get so many different roles and so many different major movies and important movies for nothing because his acting is really not like like if, if I put it like this like out of the four we named Rooney Mara, him, Jude Law, Captain Zeta Jones he's definitely at the bottom yes I agree. When he, was, when he was doing the the step up movies, he was at the bottom of that too. Anything Channing Tatum is on, he's never like the best actor in. But because like he got the the pretty boy look and the chisel abs, he's always going to get credit for being you know what I'm saying in the joint. So mm -hmm. I gotta shout him out for that. And he he does a great job of dying in movies too. I will give him credit for that now. Yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's serious though. I'm dead serious. Like any movie that he's in and like he's dying, he does a great job of dying in movies. And that's a hard thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're in movies, that's I think that's one of the most toughest things to do in movies is to be convincing as you're getting killed in the movie. Um, but he does that very well. But the movie itself, right? We we find out that 
you know, this doctor is pretty much pushing the drug that he doesn't really know too much about. He just knows that it's something that can help his patient. And we find out that, you know, he what he really is trying to do is really do his best job at his profession. Only to then kind of be, you know what I'm saying, scammed into some other shit that he didn't really have no idea about or know nothing about. And then to only turn around and then be like, yo, I'm going to break this case pretty much. He turned into, you know what I'm saying, the the, the people in the mystery machine. He was with Scooby-Doo and them was like, we're going to put this shit wide open. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we go, we going to figure this shit out because there's no way they're about to have my license for this shit. But, um... Nah, I mean this this movie was amazing. Like I said, man, like y'all know how I feel about Shutter Island. I feel like this is right behind Shutter Island only because there's so many twists and turns in it. First and foremost, shout out to C- uh Steven Soderbergh and um Scott Burns, who is the writer. They did a great job coming together and piecing this together because this was a I I haven't um heard of this movie before. And like I know you said like it, it has some acclaim and everything, like people were really talking about it, but I didn't know shit about this movie. And I feel like this is one of those movies that should have really been like at the forefront of Oscar season. This should have been at the forefront of award season in general. Because this was and this this was one of those movies that if you are paying attention you don't have to necessarily worry about what's really going on, but you kind of get the message. And I feel like it was a huge message in this. It was, it was a huge message in this because like one of the things that they talked about and look, we was talking about this um, when we did the crowded room, because at the time the case that they were doing, it was like, yo, like we can't sit there and say like somebody got multiple personalities because now we can just say, oh, the personality, you know, the ultra made him do it. And it's like now you are doing a trial where you're saying, yo, this drug that this girl was given made her sleepwalk. And while she was sleepwalking, she murdered her husband. So you also have that factor of like, yo, like now we have to start really paying attention to, OK, what are the side effects to these drugs? And the wild part about that is, I think because we've gotten to the point where when it comes to side effects, like I mentioned earlier, we're more like, okay, what do I need to do to either quote unquote get better, feel better, take care of this, take care of that? We're more to the fact of like, okay, we need to take what we need to take to make ourselves better. And we, a lot of the times, we don't even really pay side effects any fucking attention. Right. And like what this movie did was, like you said, big pharma. But at the same time, this movie really kind of made you look at, yo, maybe let me check out and see what these side effects are, because I maybe I don't want to take this drug because what this movie ended up showing us was, well, it really didn't show us anything because find out at the end that all of this shit was fake. But the reason why Sabri was pushing this drug to Dr. Banks was for the simple fact that her and Emily was in cahoots, but she knew that when she commented on this drug, because the way he found it out was he researched the drug, and then you know how you can go on there and see like doctor comments or whatever. So mm-hmm. he's strolling through the doctor comments, and he see Dr. Seabree 
And the very first thing that fucking shit says in all caps, sleepwalking. Right. So then that's when he really started piecing this shit together. Like, wait a minute. She set me up from the whole jump. Like, from the very first time that I met her, well, met Emily, really, because Emily told her that, yo, I've been in therapy before when I was in um, when I was in Connecticut, and this was my doctor. And he asked, yo, can I go back and speak to this doctor? And she mm-hmm. was like, yeah. That was the whole, it was the whole setup. Like, everything she did was a setup. Right. Start from the very first beginning, because, like, you're watching the movie, and so you see, you know, her, you know, talking to her boss, talking about how excited she was that her husband was getting out of jail. Husband get out of jail. And you don't think about it at the time. You're thinking, okay, so when you first watch this movie, mm-hmm. when you see the whole sex scene, mm-hmm. like she looks disappointed. <laughs> and the very first thing. And dude, the very first thing you think of is like, well, I mean, look, he's been locked up for four years. He bust quick. You know what I mean? Nah. The first thing I think <laughs> this nigga been locked up for that long and he had nothing to give her, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if you lock me up, I don't give a damn if it's six months. If you lock me up for whatever time, it could be 30 days and I can't get none Boy, when I get out of there, it's the the uh, what's the shit in in Spain, the uh, the chasing of the bulls. It's that okay? It's it's all testosterone, everything. I'm full force, okay? I'm going crazy. <laughs> There's no way this man got out, and he in there struggling to do anything. That's crazy. No, he wasn't struggling. It was just you the fact that you didn't hear him. You didn't hear him. Yeah, but that was just because he buzzed quick. That man said, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga sound like he was outside digging dirt, bro. He wasn't hitting nothing, okay? That man wasn't hitting a goddamn thing. He wasn't doing shit. Man, she was, hey, the way she was, she was star fishing him. Yo, you was fucking hilarious. Come on, man. Man, listen. Channing Tatum, this nigga was Magic Mike. This nigga could. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey. That's when he. That's really, that should have ticked something off right there. You mean to tell me? I've been going for this long. I come home. You know what I'm saying? We both ain't touched nothing. We both ain't did nothing. We've been waiting. And I come home and hit it. You ain't making a noise. You ain't making a sound. You ain't moving. You ain't breathing heavy. None of that. Bitch, either you cheating or you faking it. One of the two. <laughs> well, the reason I bring it up is because... <laughs> that shit is Because... We later realized that she was faking it. Like she, she didn't want to touch this dude. Man. And so, if we thinking the disappointed look on her face is because my man must have buzzed quick, but the disappointment in her face was like, man, I don't even feel like doing this shit right now. Right. Like this is a whole fucking ploy. And then we find out that like, so 
Say say Bree was like, yo, she put the she put the sleepwalking shit in there. So what she started doing was she started acting towards the world to get people oh, to no before she even started acting to the world, she was acting to him. Well, yeah, she had remember, to remember because okay, so this is this is why I say, man, they, they did a real good job with this. So when he first got out, you know, said my man was hitting it, you know what I'm saying. Or he thought he was hitting it. wasn't nothing going on. And she goes, you know, since she goes to talk to Jew Law, Jew Law gives her this this new mystery drug, you know, something that ain't been pretty much used nowhere for real, except for only a few patients. It's just getting out there on the market. She uses it. She come home. I mean, she giving this man the business. This nigga, he even he said, "Man, whoever got this drug is gonna be rich." <laughs> Okay, and he was yeah. laying down. He wasn't putting in no pumps. He was laying down, and she yeah. she went crazy. By the way, her body phenomenal. So you uh, know what I'm saying? Top yes. Oh my goodness, that that she was all right. So after that, she fall over. He like ah, oh, whoever whoever got this drug is gonna be rich. He felt it. You know what I'm saying? He 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 felt the the market bubble burst before the bubble even was created. Um. Then, you know what I'm saying, my man knocked out sleep. She she apparently threw it on him. There wasn't nothing he could do. My man turned over, knocked out sleep. Next thing you know, this nigga hearing music. It's goddamn <laughs> breakfast being made. <laughs> this nigga wake up. It's 12 o'clock in the motherfucking morning. He's like, hey, hey, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that nigga said, man, it's the middle of the night. You turn this shit He get up. He's looking at the table. It's food on the. Like, are we expecting somebody or something? <laughs> this bitch coming. Yeah. Why he said are we expecting somebody? That was fucking hilarious. I mean, because it when the when the table was set up, I was confused about that too. When the table was set up, it was only one plate, so I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. My question would have been, bitch, why is his music so high? <laughs> you see me in here sleep. Now you done put this thing on me. Now let me sleep, okay? But. This nigga come in, he confused. She get the pouring milk. Now, this is the thing. Supposedly, she's sleepwalking, right? You, you going where I was going. How the fuck this bitch pouring milk in the class? <laughs> Pinpoint sleepwalking. Yo. And I'm talking about then she went. So this is this is why at the end of the movie you realize it's all an act. Because she start pouring it, but let it overflow. Nah, nah. nah. See, that's where I wish yeah. I could have. I wish I could have spoke to somebody about sleepwalking because the type of shit she was doing. Because later on, when she actually murdered him, she's cutting this fucking red pepper with accuracy. You know what I'm saying? Like she's murdering this shit. And it's she, like, wait a minute. No, you no. sleep. She what do you cut, mean? She cutting the red pepper with scissors, bro. It, no, no, no. She had a knife. She had a knife. Where the fuck she get the scissors from then? She stabbed him with a knife. Like she had a knife the whole time. Oh, that was a knife. Yes, that was a knife. How the fuck was I thinking that was scissors? Oh, uh, I, the the angle was weird when she started stabbing him, because to me it looked like she she had a pair of scissors like stabbing this nigga. No, no, no. It was a knife. It, it was it was a cutting knife. But it's just how good she was cutting it. I'm like, 
you're sleep supposedly sleep. Yeah. How are you cutting this red pepper so well? Okay, so this is this is the thing, right? So what I know about sleepwalking because I've done multiple YouTube dives, um, and don't quote me on any of this information because I don't know if none of this shit is correct. But a lot of sleepwalking is just really muscle memory. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Go to your bathroom a lot. You know, you might go to the kitchen to open the refrigerator door. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. That's what I understand from sleepwalking. So, like, a lot of people that I've heard that um, that deal with that dilemma is that, like, it'd be something like they may have to go to the restroom. And because they're sleepwalking, they go to the ref, re, uh, restroom and lift the toilet seat up. They don't use the restroom. They just lift the toilet seat up and then walk back out. You know what I'm saying? Like, your body is so used to doing the normal functions around your house, mm-hmm. it just becomes muscle memory. Or, like, they'd go to the kitchen, open the refrigerator door, and then, like, walk off. And you'd be like, well, who the fuck is... You know what I'm saying? Like, who the fuck is breaking in our house making a sandwich? And you don't even know, but it was the motherfucker laying next to you sleepwalking. So, yeah. a lot of this shit just seemed to be, like, muscle memory type shit. This, the shit she was doing was very telling. Yes. And, and 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 I thought that was the only thing about the movie that was just a little bit OD. Like I think they went just a little bit too much on that. I'm gonna tell you the genius in it though. I, I understand what you're saying. I and and I, I know exactly what you're saying because it seems as if it's super OD, but it's not. Because remember when he woke up and he looked at the table, it was only one plate made. Mm-hmm. And it was only one glass sitting there. So truthfully. Some of that would kind of make sense because for what the last maybe year and some change, she'd been by herself. Been by herself, yeah. So it, it makes sense that what she's doing, it's only one fucking plate there, it's only one glass there. So I think they did a great job of putting that in there to make it seem as if like she's so used to doing this shit that she, you know what I'm saying? Because if you don't, if this is your first time watching this and you've never seen this, you assume that she's sleepwalking. Because you see everything going on. They do a great job of filming it. But you see everything going on. And she pouring the one glass for herself. Blah, blah, blah. So it seems as if she's really sleepwalking at first. You really don't even understand the fact that all of this shit is a fake yet. Until you actually get to see how everything ends up being played out. But to add to that point. Mm -hmm. The day that she murdered him. It was three and that's why the cops was like, yo, was y'all expecting someone because right. there was it, it was a table set for three. Mm-hmm. But like but like the whole point that I was making was the actor. Like you made a great point. She started acting for him first, mm-hmm. but then she started acting for others mm-hmm. where, you know, there was one scene where when she the way this shit even started in the first place, she's walking in the garage and she's acting like something's wrong with it. She dropped her purse. And so this guy that works in the garage, he was cleaning his car, helps her put everything back in her purse. She get in the car, then she drives her shit straight into a wall. All right? Yo, so that, that right there. Nah, I'm I'm not I'm not going through any any uh lens <laughs> like that to prove that I have mental health issues. I mean, I would rather go outside and scream and yell at the stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I'm not running into a fucking brick wall in the garage of my apartment. Nah, fuck no, bro. That that and, and, 
And then it was the whole thing of like her putting the seatbelt on. So they was like, well, damn, if she put the seatbelt on, then she actually wasn't trying to kill herself, but it's a whole little thing. Okay. So then there's another scene where she's at the uh she's at the subway and she walks on the little part, you know, the danger part or whatever. Mm-hmm. That whole thing was to get that cop's name so he could witness, yo, like she was about to walk, you know, off of the uh the plateau thing, you know, into a train or whatever. And he had to pull her back. Then there was another scene where where her and um 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 oh, what's Shannon Tatum's name? Um uh, Martin. Well, her and Martin. Well, Martin was like, "Yo, I got to get myself back out there. I got to be seen by people." There was this big party on this ferry, and so she was like, "You know, I'm gonna go with you, or whatever." Well, before that, remember, remember, he kind of already had a gist of what was going on because, and not necessarily what was going on as far as the real thing, but he knew she was dealing with something, or he, you know, what I'm saying was yeah, because this was after the car crash. Right. Because remember when the doctor came up to her, I mean, uh, came up to him, he was like, yo, I thought she had gotten over all of this. So yes. this is something, this is some stuff that has happened before to get him to believe that, and, and which is even more diabolical because this plan goes back even further than kind of what they showed us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. this is true. And so then when they was on the ferry, they don't show you at the time, but they show you when, you know what I'm saying, when everything starting to get uncovered, because mm-hmm. like she's like crying, and she's acting depressed, and she was like, Martin, I'm sorry, I, I, I just can't do it, I just can't do it. And so like, he put his coat over her and kind of like walking her out, and everybody's like, oh my god, everybody felt a lot sympathetic for her. But then we find out later, this bitch had Vizine, dropping Vizine in her eyes to make herself cry and make herself seem like she's depressed, so like, she's acting Throughout the whole movie. And what ended up happening was when she ended up murdering Martin. Mm-hmm. So now it's the whole shit of like, oh, it's the drug. Mm-hmm. So now when it comes to uh, Dr. Ford, his whole, no, Dr. Banks, his whole livelihood is, is in a balance now. Because a, one of your patients murder her husband off a drug that you prescribed. And I remember the cop saying something, one of the detectives like, yo, somebody's going down for this. It's either going to be her for murdering her husband or it's going to be you for prescribing her a drug that will basically make her, you know, kind of sleepwalk and murder her husband. So he's like, yo, somebody's going down for this. So He's like, I'm not going down for this. And so then he started putting all of his energy, and that's why I'm glad what you what you said, because Jude Law, he murdered this shit. He really did. He started getting really, really deep into it. But yeah. there's one issue. The one issue is he had an affair with, with a former female patient. Right. So his girlfriend, I don't think he was married to her. No, they but she they, had, they, yeah. Right. So she had a child. And so there's a scene where he's like all caught up in this because he's getting heat from his from the doctor's office that he's working for. Because mm-hmm. they're like, yo, we got our all of our patients are like, yo, is are we taking the same drug that she's taking? What are the side effects of the things that we're taking? And also he's working extra shifts because his girlfriend is looking for a new job and she ended up 
mm-hmm. going to a job interview and not getting a job. Yeah. So he's working extra and shit. Right. So there's a scene where he's like, you know, looking up shit on the computer. Girlfriend walks in with the son, like, yo, where were you? He's like, yo, what you talking about? And the son is like, yo, you forgot about me. Like, I've been at school all damn day and you ain't even come pick me up. And he right. was like, look, I, I discovered this and I discovered that. And she was like, yo, you letting this take over your life and blase, blase. And so then she's like, yo, I didn't get the job. He was like, oh, man, that sucks because I just lost my job. You know what I'm saying? And I lost this uh, the study that I was supposed to get into. And so she gets mad at him and basically leave him because she's thinking the same shit is happening that happened before. So his right. whole life is falling apart. So he's like, nah, he's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to do everything in my power to figure this shit out. And that's what fucked up the shit for Sabri and Emily because they was banking on this dude just letting everything fall apart. And they're able to go along with their plan. But Dr. Banks was like, nah. He's like, fuck that shit. Like, I'm doing my own investigation, my own side investigation to figure this fucking shit out. And and what I did appreciate about the uh about the way that they set that up too was the scene where he's um he's at the meeting with his part is it was it his partner or his boss? I think it was his oh, were they partners? Well, one of the two, partner or his boss. Yeah. Because he and was right, he was highly recommended. Right. So they they're at a no, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, it was his boss. It's his boss. So they he had the meeting with his boss, and they're meeting with the, the I guess they're supposed to be like spokespeople for the pharmaceutical company or whatever. And they're telling them about the 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 um the Abrixel medicine. And you know what I'm saying? They ask her, she like, well, you know, I would, but I got so much shit backed up and she, you know, get to giving her spiel. And then when they go to Dr. Banks, he like, shit, I ain't got nothing but time, basically. Like, come with it. Let's go. And what do I got to do? And he get the information. He come back home. He talking to his girlfriend. He like, yo, look, they going to give me, you know what I'm saying, $50,000, you know, to, to pretty much promote this drug. All I got to do is, you know what I'm saying, find a few patients, get them on it, take some data down, give it to them, and we, you know, we good. And in the midst of that, this, um, his girlfriend's son comes out and talks about how he has nightmares. And, you know, so her reply was basically like, well, luckily, you know, Jonathan is here. Jonathan can come, um, you know, talk to you about dreams and everything else. But you seen you seen the dynamic between him and his girlfriend and you also seen the dynamic between his uh him and his girlfriend's son mm-hmm. and so finally when you get to the point to where it seems as if he's neglecting him you know that he's not neglecting him you realize that he's on to something he sees something he knows that something ain't right he has to go investigate this because not only is his job on the line his family's on the line you know what I'm saying? Like he he has a lot of shit he has to deal with. His license on the line. Exactly. And they did a great job of setting that up because you it, it showed you how much not only does he care for his girl, but because she has a son, he cares for him too. The fact that he was able to go in there and calm her son down and 
you know what I'm saying, get him to go back to bed and everything. And not only that, they was about to get it on. Yeah. So the fact that my man had to muster up enough strength to go in there with that little boy and, and tell him, hey, dreams are great. Remember Albert Einstein, man? Yeah, Albert <laughs> Einstein came up with the theory of relativity, you know what I'm saying, when he was asleep. So he hyping my man's up. So you know that he really cares about him. The second mm -hmm. thing is when they went outside, they leave in the apartments or they leave in a condo or whatever house they live in. And all of the news reporters are there. And he at first he tried to pull them through and he realized, well, I'm not going to be able to get them through. Y'all go the other way. I'm going to go this way and get them up off of it. You know what I'm saying? Get them up off of y'all. And as he's walking once, you know what I'm saying? They, all the reporters and everybody find out that Emily, you know what I'm saying? Killed Martin. They like, Yo, what's going on? Da, da, da. And, and he's pretty much covering all the bases that he can. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's really doing his best to really shield them from all of the nonsense. Not only that, he also has to now go to work and deal with this because all of his other patients are asking about the shit that happened with Emily. And that's also affecting everything that he has going on. So I definitely appreciate them putting that in there. Because a lot of times when you watch uh, suspense or thrillers, you don't get a chance to see the dynamic between, you know what I'm saying, the other party in these movies. or It might even be a television show. You don't get to see that, you know what I'm saying, like that type of storytelling. And they did a, a perfect job of putting, uh, not putting, but piecing all of this together. And then, like, to get to the shits. So you were talking earlier about how you are a sucker for twists and turns. Mm -hmm. So then when Emily is, uh, is locked up in the institution or whatever, and he's like, yo, I got a plan. Because mm -hmm. he, he starts to figure out, like, so once he went on the computer and saw the comments about the drug, he saw Sabri had, you know, commented on there and put, had in bold letters sleepwalking. So right. he, then it started to all come together. So he was like, yo, she's putting on an act. So he was like, I'm going to prove it. So he shows her, he shows uh, Emily one of the procedures of like the electro uh, shock treatment shit. Yeah. And saying that, you know, all of the effects of it, this will happen to you, this, that, this, that. He was like, we're going to have you do this. Mm -hmm. He was like, you're depressed, so maybe we'll do electric shock or whatever. Right. And so... He's uh he's gassing it up, all this type shit. Doctor Camilla, yo, you ready? He's like, oh well, we'll we'll do her tomorrow. And like, and he's saying like, for people who actually have problems, it can improve you. But if you don't have problems, it can fry you. It's gonna make you yeah exactly, and it's gonna make you worse. So he goes outside, like he leaves her, like he just want her to ponder on it. So he talked to Sabree. Ends up running to her outside. So Emily's looking from the window and he knows she's looking from the window. So he's putting on all the antics that you could put on. He walks up, shakes Sabri's hand, making it seem like they're the best of friends. Like they're coming up with this whole plan, this whole agenda to, to keep Emily in this institution. And so because of her watching from the window and not knowing that they're not actually plotting against her. He's just really doing this shit to make it seem like 
him and Sabre is like linking up and they're good friends and all this type of shit. So then she's like, all right, I'm about to tell Dr. Banks everything that's going down because number one, she don't want to go under electroshock and number two, she thinks that she got sold out by Sabre. So he she comes up there and so Emily and Dr. Banks are having this conversation. Okay, excuse me. I'm moving too fast. So really what ended up happening was he's like, there's one way to prove that she's full of shit. Right. So what he does is he's like, yo, we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to give you this drug or whatever. And when I give you the drug, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And like when I ask you these questions, I just basically want to see what your response is going to be. He was like, you may say some shit that makes sense. You may say some shit that don't. Right. So he's giving it to her and like he's keep pumping more and more shit into her IV. So she starts acting sleepy, you know, talking slow. She ended up laying her head down on the table, you mm. know, and then she's just fucking like act like she falls asleep. So he goes to the cop. To the detective that's like, yo, somebody's going down for this. It's going to be her. It's going to be you. He goes to the same cop and tells her what he just experienced. He's like, yo, this shit, she's faking all of it. He was like, I gave her salt water and she starts fucking performing. You know what I'm saying? She's sitting here acting like she's falling asleep and shit. He's like, yo, I gave her salt water. He's like, this ain't nothing with saline, my guy. Like, I didn't even give her anything. Yeah. So he's like, I know she's full of shit. And so... He's having the conversation with Emily, and so Emily's telling him everything. Like, you know, me and Martin, we got together. You know, he we have we at this party. Martin buys me, he buys me this Porsche. Everything's going well. Then FBI, DEA, everybody pull up, arrest this motherfucker for inside the trading. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, now I'm really depressed, like for real, for real. But during this time. She um she's seeing Dr. Sabre, she's going through a divorce with her husband. So she's in a vulnerable state, but come to find out Dr. Sabre actually is into women. Right. She figures it out. So she's like, oh, okay. So now when she comes into the meetings and shit, like she's coming with, you know what I'm saying, little dresses on, hiking up the dress. You know what I mean? And Dr. Sabre, she gets to pulling out them glasses, looking all good with the hair slicked back and shit. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> And so they started getting into like a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And so then what Dr. Banks was able to figure out, he was like, yo, 9-11, we're thinking because of this, this tragedy, all the stocks are going down. Like all mm-hmm. of the um, uh, airline and shit like that, all the stocks are going down. But come to mm-hmm. find out, if I'm not mistaken, I might have missed it, but I think the airline that actually crashed into the um, building, I believe, I could be wrong about this, that stock went up. Right. So, from what Emily learned from Martin and told Dr. Sabre was, if we use this drug and I murder my husband and say that I was sleepwalking, the stock is going to go up. And she couldn't do it in her name because she knew it, she would be a suspect right. for insider trading. So she had Sabre do it 
to make it seem like. So nobody knows that they are conspiring together. So she's telling Dr. Banks, yo, we, we get into this relationship and we come up with this whole plan to murder Martin and to get this drug stock up so we could basically get a lump sum of money. Mm-hmm. And so she comes up with the plan to get Dr. Sabri on camp, not on camera, but on wire, admitting to the crime that she did. But she also, to get out of jail, she needed Dr. Banks to say, oh, well, she's fine. She's not a danger to society. As long as she's under my care and doing what I need her to do, she's going to be fine. So they let her out of jail for that under that agreement. So she goes to Dr. Sabri. You know what I'm saying? They kissing and all this type stuff. Very great scene. Um, so they kissing and all this stuff. And then she's filling her up. And then she feels the fucking wire on her back. And she's like, damn, you set me up. So Dr. Mm-hmm. Sabri in jail. So then the next scene we see, we see Emily goes in to see Dr. Bank. She's like, all right, what you need me to do? My guy. <laughs> Dr. Banks is like, all right, you know this one drug that um that have you down? Like, oh man, what do they call it? Um Trimidol. Like basically a tranquilizer drug. Trimidol. All right. Yeah, trim it all. Boom. You taking that. And then he's like, All right, write you this other description. The side effects is hair loss, uh, insomnia, <laughs> nausea. <Yeah. laughs> he's taking that too. And then he's like, and I'm going to have you do a piss test every week so I can make sure you're taking it. And she's like, yo, this is some bullshit. She's like, man, fuck this. He's like, I got you say breathe on a platter and now you're going to make me take this shit. So the whole shit ended up being he was able to turn, flip the table and fucking get say breathe locked up for setting them up. Mm-hmm. And get her actually locked up in a fucking mental institution when there was absolutely nothing fucking wrong with her in the first place. Right. So, man, you want to talk about a twist and a man. turn and a movie? Yo. Perfection, my guy. Perfection. And Yo, he got his family back. Listen, first and foremost, I will say this. I've been in situations where I had to take prescription drugs. Nothing... Nothing like like Zoloft or none of that shit, but I will say this. Trimadol, I don't give a fuck what kind of that's that's uh the the crack cocaine and morphine. If 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 morphine could be cocaine, trimadol is the crack. I will say that. Cause I had a uh a injury not too long ago. And when I tell you they gave me Tremadol, let me tell you something. Best sleep I ever got in my life. You can't do nothing on Tremadol, okay? I don't care. I don't care what doses they give you. You can't do shit on Tremadol. If you if you take a Tremadol and think you're going to cut the grass, <laughs> you're gonna get through them first two lines. You're gonna be sleeping in the front line. I guarantee you. That's how powerful that shit is. So I know for a fact, like, with the way that these drugs are set up and the side effects that they talk about, like, even the ones we see in the commercials on TV, like, the side effects always outweigh whatever you got as an ailment. 
So like if you got dry and itchy skin and they give you a, a, a drug that is going to cure it and you ain't got to worry about it no more and the blood platelets go to the, the area or whatever they talk about on the commercials, you still going to have anal seepage. You're going to have a runny nose. You're going to have swollen feet. Uh, you're going to miss a finger. Um, your teeth gonna your teeth gonna get super 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 sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Um, you gonna matter of fact, after you get over the runny nose, you're gonna get another runny nose. You know what I'm saying? Your eyes gonna get red. You might lose. You know what I'm saying? Your eyebrows. It's all kind of shit that ends up coming up with these medicines with the side effects, and you like, I don't even want to take none of this shit at this point. I don't care what I got. Just let me have that because. You don't what you don't want to be is somebody who had mono and then they come out and give you a, a subscription for mono and next thing you know you out here with no eyebrows and no hair. Oh looking like a thumb with eyes. You don't want that. That's not good for you. You know what I'm saying? So no. that's why I say that Big Pharma is the real villain in this, because the fact that Captain Zeta Jones characters, Dr. Sieber, was working with the actual company to push this drug and to get this drug out only to then turn that around and then use that as a way to get rid of Martin. Like without big pharma, we don't have none of this. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know what I'm saying they get a few band-aids slapped on them, go back outside. But instead they like, yo, take three, uh, 300 milligrams of this, take 200 milligrams of this. You got to take this twice at night. You got to uh, drink water when you take like that type shit. It, it was it was a perfect shot at Big Pharma for sure. I think that's what this movie is. Yep. I, I agree with you 100 percent. All right, man, let's do it. Um, we coming to the end of it. So let's get into the fire flames. You ready? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, man. So, um, what are you rating this film? Um, well, you know, first of all, I think that the casting was pretty good. Um, I do agree with you. I think Channing Tatum did a really good job of dying. Absolutely. Um, might might be might be top ten, top five movie deaths of all time. If we can if we can get into that one day, I think Channing Tatum is going to end up on that top ten list for sure. Maybe maybe top five, but top ten. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. Um, uh, I I think that I think that Kathleen Jetta. Oh man. Anyway, she murdered it. Um, uh, Jude Law he did a great job. Rooney Moore did a great job. Um, the writing you mentioned you mentioned everybody's name, the director and the writer. I think they did a really really good job with this. Um, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Um, mm-hmm. Side Effects is a movie that I've been seeing for a while. I, you know, it caught my eye from the very beginning. And um, like you said, Big Pharma, man, they they really the ones who really took the biggest the biggest hit on this, man. Absolutely. But then it also, like I said, the same thing that it did in um, the crowded room mm-hmm. similar to this. It's like Cause what what's gonna happen? Like when people gonna go out here and start murdering people and be like, "Yo, the side effects is this." I mean, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it, it's that's why I say like it kind of toys the line. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's really one of those conversation starters of like, what if somebody really is sleepwalking and not really knowing what the fuck they're doing? You know, mm-hmm. just because, you know, we find out in, the, in this movie that the whole shit was fake. We don't know if there is a situation where that this could really be a thing. So, but yeah, man, I'm going to, I'm going to give this movie a 4.5. man. I'm going to give this movie a four. And the reason I give this movie a four is because of the fact that they didn't attack Big Pharma. You know what I'm saying? They they didn't really get into um, getting the people that Dr. Siebert was working with. You know what I'm saying? Or 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 the fact that they didn't press Jude Law hard, um, Jude Law, Dr. Banks hard enough um, to talk about, you know what I'm saying, the drugs that he's handing out, so on and so forth. They never gave us any of that type of information to make any of this seem as if it's a possibility. You know what I'm saying? Because we we kind of see that and we get hints of it in the beginning, but we really don't get the chance to see the consequences and repercussions that come along with prescribing the doc. Uh, I'm sorry, prescribing uh, a patient the wrong informa- uh, information and the wrong dosages and the wrong medicines. We didn't get to see like the whole malpractice thing. Um, we didn't get to see the um the interactions or maybe like a, a a throwback or something of her and Catherine Zeta Jones's character um uh Siebert in action you know what I'm saying we didn't get to see her sitting on the couch of Dr. Siebert or none of that so I think if they would have added those two elements in this definitely could have been a five without question cool cool I ain't mad at it man Cool, man. Um, let's get into uh, coming soon. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. So the next episode we have is an appreciation episode, and um, as that man, let them know who we doing. Yeah, man, we're doing someone that we actually waiting on, man. He, he from the very beginning, y'all always said I'm doing ten films. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm doing ten. We're still waiting to see what that tenth one is. So maybe we too early. Maybe we got to revisit it. But we are doing Quentin Tarantino, man. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to this, man. You know, when it comes to the Kill Bill movies, the hate, the, the hateful eight, hateful eight, um, like, like you know, what I'm saying Django. Like he, he got a lot of movies, Pulp Fiction. He got a lot of movies under his belt, man. That um. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great to go, you know, speak about a lot of these movies. Just the fact of like Quentin Tarantino is like to get his start. Just it's it sounds cliche, but to work in a video store and say, man, you know what? I want to write a movie. And this motherfucker do uh, Reservoir Dogs and blows the fuck up. Like, so. Yes, so yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be great to talk about a guy like Quentin Tarantino. Okay, real quick question: If Tarantino could do any type of movie, right? Because he did Inglorious Bastards, yes, which was amazing. So World War Two is not an option. If he okay. can cover maybe like either let's say like Vietnam, 
maybe um civil war or um i don't know ooh maybe like the cold war you know what i'm saying if he can mm-hmm. cover any one of those three which would you rather see tarantino cover look i know what i want to see i i was going to save it for the pot mm-hmm. but i know personally for my personal interest what i want his tenth and final movie to be. What's that? Um, are you want me to reveal it here? I reveal yeah. it here. Come on, man! Exclusive. What are you talking about man? Kill Bill three. What are you talking about? Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Kill Bill three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, yeah. y'all already had look, and I didn't notice till later mm-hmm. that BB the daughter was actually her daughter, which mm-hmm. has grown up to be a fucking star. You know what I'm saying? We see her in Stranger Things. Yep. We see her in uh, what's that new joint that she just did? Oh, she just did a new joint. She got a new movie coming out with um, everybody's in that shit. Man, why is it? Um, but Maya Hall. You talking about the but, girl that was 11? No, 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 no. The one that's um, the one that's uh, that's a lesbian. The one that worked at the store with the one guy. At the movie, at the video store. Was it a video store? No, they worked at like an ice cream shop or some shit like you're that. You're right, you're right. I'm tripping. You're right, you're right. Okay. Yeah, like that's, she She was actually in Kill Bill 2 as yeah. a little girl. That's, that's that, like Uma Thurman actually got to work with her daughter. Yeah. We we saw the scene mm-hmm. where when she when she killed um uh, uh, Vivica A. Fox, mm-hmm. little girl came in and said, yo, you ever got some beef? And you, you, you know what I'm saying? You want to sell it? Come I'm and saying. find me. That would be perfection. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Got a cherry on top? Oh my gosh. And you want to know? I already know who I'm casting. Who who the girl gonna be? Who? Zazzy Beats. We talking about, man. Look, Zazzy Beats and Ethan. <laughs> I'm gonna say her daddy name. Maya Hawk, come on, come on. That's the movie right there, man. That's the movie. That's the movie right there. I got ca- I got people who gonna be in the movie already. I feel you. I feel you with Zazzy Beats, but because I haven't really seen her in like a lot of action. I mean, we seen her in 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 the in the train. Yeah. yeah, and we also seen her in um Deadpool. So she got mm-hmm. some action under her belt. I'm not knocking that. But I'm be honest with you. You might want to go Tessa Thompson. I I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. You get the you reason get, the reason the reason I said Zazzy Beats. The reason I said Zazzy Beats cuz you also got to consider the fact that BB and that little girl was around the same age. I mean, Tessa Thompson's a little older. It is Hollywood, though. I mean, it is Hollywood. It is Hollywood. How how old is Tessa Thompson? Tessa Thompson's like I think Tessa Thompson might be my age. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like at this point, we don't know for real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how old this woman really is. 
<laughs> Hollywood age. We don't know how old Tessa Thompson. Well, the only reason I say that is because Maya Hawk is only like 22, 23. Like, if you if you put Tessa Thompson next to her, they're gonna look the same age. <laughs> I guarantee you. There's there's gonna be there's gonna be nothing. <laughs> Nah, man, that girl older than her. No, you'll be like Tessa Thompson did her thing. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's funny. Well, like, we we could definitely continue this conversation. Yeah, black women age too gracefully, bro. That's so, funny. <laughs> so listen, man. Um, if you guys seen side effects and enjoyed it, or you didn't enjoy it, or you took some drugs and had side effects, hit us up. Let us know. On Instagram, Twitter at View and Nine Pod. You could also hit us up on Facebook, BA Pod Watch Group, or you could join the community on Twitter uh, or X, whatever it's called now. Let us know uh, about all your feelings and emotions on all the shows, and or just update us, man. Let us know what you guys are watching too. Um, also, if you are following this podcast, make sure you subscribe, man. You are missing out. We are covering the Max Show Winning Time. Um, under our subscription right now, it's, it's getting good. It's getting real good. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to miss out. Um, you don't want to be the last person to subscribe and be like, man, I've been following these guys all along. It's only $2.99. Make sure you subscribe. It's, it's a monthly subscription, but you will not be disappointed. We got so much more coming. Uh, we got so much more on the way. We are really getting into this pod thing um, for a change, man. You know, we've been doing it. You know what I'm saying? Two episodes for the longest. We're giving y'all more episodes. You know what I'm saying? We're just asking y'all to, you know what I'm saying, help us out with $2.99 a month, and you can get access to all of those. Um, and if you would like to follow me personally, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Scoots Bronson. I have a link tree in my bio. You can follow me everywhere else there. And y'all can find me at uh, Foster on Instagram. And, damn, man, it's going to be hard getting used to saying X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really gonna get hard getting used to that, but uh, but uh, S. Foster eight on there as well. Um, at the twenty eight minutes or less pod, that's just on IG. Um, uh, follow the podcast twenty eight minutes or less. The last episode is a Star is Born, which is episode one thirty two with my little homie. You know what I'm saying my youngest born, uh, Jacoby. So go check that out on all major platforms. And that's all I got. That's what's up, man. Listen, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching, man. Um, But until the next episode, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Good.